0: Do you get out of your last relationship and you can't stop thinking about it? You can't stop thinking about the person. You can't stop thinking about the actions that you did. You can't stop thinking about it. You see, a lot of times we'll run into rumination. We'll run into the mulling over time and time and time again about issues, about conversations, about people, about all different types of things. And it ends up kind of breeding this addiction. It ends up breeding a lot of times this trauma bond. This whole action that keeps a person addicted back to another person. Well, oftentimes we see this when someone is addicted to a narcissist. They're addicted to this other person. Maybe hope, maybe potential, maybe the possibility, maybe the maybe. All the different types of things they might be addicted to, or they might be addicted to the aspect of thinking about what they could have done better. So we're going to touch on a couple things today about how a lot of times people ruminate because they fantasize and they ruminate because they beat themselves up. And a couple other tips and tricks that I want to be able to talk to you as we go through. My name is Ben Taylor. I run Realm Innovations. If you're new here, I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Awareness to help people understand what narcissism is what it's looked like in my relationships, and how it's looked in the past of how I've affected people, how I've hurt people, how I've destroyed relationships, and what I'm trying to do now to be able to help people understand, get out, and avoid those toxic relationships. We do that by producing uh, content on all the platforms. So if you haven't had a chance, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and LinkedIn, follow us under Raw Motivations. Maybe you're driving, you want to listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, All under raw motivations. The thing I want you to think of today is like, as you listen to this, or as you listen to any of my content, if you have something, you're like, wow, this resonates, and I know exactly the person that's struggling with this right now, share it. Give it to someone else, because you might be someone who's able to help get someone else free. Sometimes people think like, I'm not an influencer, I'm not a coach, I'm not a therapist, like I can't help that much. Lots of times you can help by letting other people know that what they're going through is actually toxic. A lot of times other people need help with support, with people that can actually help uphold them through the craziness and help them understand. It's one of the reasons why we built the NARC app. You can go to narcapp.com. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Community of like-minded people to help you heal, grow, and change, to get advice, to log in on weekly lives that we do, to answer all your questions throughout the week, and to bring in monthly coaches to help you grow, heal, and change, and develop far beyond of where you are today. So check that out. If you want to hear the wife's perspective, check out our new podcast, Trauma, Drama, in Life on Apple uh, Podcasts. If you want to talk to me one-on-one or work through some coaching with the trauma bond, rumination, and working forward with boundaries, then go to rawmotivations.com, click on -on one-on-ones. We'd love to interact with you there. All right, so a lot of times we're talking about rumination, like thinking over everything that happened in the past, whether that's your actions, whether that's the person, whatever it might be. But it ends up being in your thoughts, in your mind so much. And so hard to be able to get rid of. I want to talk to you about two main aspects that people ruminate. The first one is the fantasy. Is people wanting to fantasize about the relationship. To look back and to think about what it used to be. Oftentimes this is the way that people start missing the person that they thought they fell in love with. The person that they thought was actually real. The problem is the person that you fell in love with was typically the person that was grooming you to be addicted to them. That was grooming you to think that you're their soulmate, that you're the only one for them, that you have so much connection, that you share the same insecurities, hopes and dreams, everything like that. And oftentimes you're stuck thinking and reminiscing on that initial person, that initial mask that the narcissist put up there. You see what happens is people latch latch on to the hope and the potential. Some of the core ingredients to the trauma bond, they latch onto the hope of maybe this person that I fell in love with, maybe they're actually real. Maybe I can find them again. Maybe I can get them back. Or you start hoping and thinking of the potential and you start to miss the possibility of that person. You see, with the trauma bond, it's built off of cognitive dissonance. It's built off the idea that when you look at the past, you're like, wait a second. Like, they said they loved me, but they treated me awful. They said they cared about me, but they cheated on me. They, they said they were honest, but they kept telling lies. Like, which is actually true? And oftentimes, because of cognitive dissonance, it puts those two opposing thoughts in our head, and you're not sure which do I actually choose. Which is actually right, which is actually correct. Our minds want to take the hardest one, the traumatic one, and push it down and be like, hey, just believe the easy one. And it's easy to do because that's what the other person that we love is telling. And so oftentimes that trauma bond gets built and gets so hard to be able to pull away from, especially after the relationship, because you're looking back and you're hoping, you're looking at potential, you're fantasizing, and you're thinking, wait a second, maybe this person was who I thought they were. A lot of times people miss the possibility. They miss the idea of maybe this person was the person that I fell in love with. Maybe this person could have been who I wanted them to be. Maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll be different. And it starts to think and come into your mind more and more and more. And the more you feed that thought, the more you feed the fantasy of that relationship, the more it keeps coming into your life. A lot of times people miss that possibility. They miss the fantasy of that last relationship to be like putting an idealized idea of like, this relationship was so good. When in reality, was it? In reality, when you journal, when you write stuff down about the relationship, was it actually that good? You see, people normally look at the past and they see a mountain range far off. And as they look at the mountain range far off, there's ranges upon ranges upon ranges. And what you see from a distance, it looks like it's just one giant mountain. It's just massive. But if you took a plane and you flew over a mountain range, you start to see that there's all these peaks. And these peaks symbolize the good moments in the relationship, the the happy times, the connected times, the times of like, hey, we were really good together. And you see these peaks, and oftentimes you avoid and you ignore the pits that are in between up till the next peak. And people from a distance only see the good, but in reality, there's a lot of bad in between, and they're just hoping on the potential of a person. That wasn't there so oftentimes people ruminate because they're fantasizing probably one of the second one and also the big the biggest one at times is a lot of times once you're out of the relationship you beat yourself up it's not just a fantasy of looking back but it's looking back and being like wow should have done this better i could have done this better maybe i should have and all these should have would have could have ideas come into your mind of like wait a second the relationship oh, like what did i do i could have done this One of the thoughts is, I could have loved better. Like, maybe I just didn't give enough of myself. Maybe I just didn't show that love. Maybe I just didn't show up in the best way that I could have. Maybe I could have done this better. The problem is, a lot of times people think that, and they think that love's going to change a narcissist. Well, love doesn't move a narcissist because they don't care about the love that you're giving. They just care about what they're getting, not the love. Sometimes people think, maybe it was me. You know, maybe I was a toxic one. Maybe the issue is actually me. Maybe it wasn't them because like when they go to the next person, like they, they seem perfect. Like the next person says they're going to fix them. The next person has them in therapy. The next person is doing all the things and they just have like the actual relationship or marriage that I wanted. So it's, it's got to be me, right? Like it's got to be me. Now people start to doubt themselves and what they've actually gone through and the abuse they've actually suffered. And they start to blame themselves because they're looking at the next supply that the narcissist is hoovering, that the narcissist is blood-bombing, the narcissist is gaslighting to make sure that they lock them in. Oftentimes you'll beat yourself up because you'll look at the past, you'll say, I could have done more. Maybe I should have changed something. Maybe I should have. Maybe maybe I could have modified something I was doing. Maybe I, you know, maybe I didn't show up as much. Maybe I could have changed this. Maybe I could have changed this. A lot of times I have to have people like slow down and be like, okay, how did you change in the relationship? And normally they start off by saying like everything, changed who I was. I changed how I acted, how I responded, like what I wore, where I went, the friends that I have, like everything. And we normally have to pause and I have to ask, how did they change? And a lot of times it's kind of met with blank stares and and pause comments of i don't really think they did because oftentimes you'll look at the past and you'll think i should have changed more when in reality the other person wasn't putting any effort in at all sometimes people look in the past and they beat their thumbs up because they say i guess we we're just both toxic because i reacted awful I yelled at this person. I raged out at this person. I I threw stuff at them, all this kind of stuff, because they've been brought to the place and pushed to the edge so much that they've started to develop some reactive abuse. But the thing with reactive abuse is there's always an action inside that word. There's an action that's reacting. There's something that happened ahead of time that set up that person to react in that abusive way. And oftentimes you have to take a step back and look to see the events that happened before that. When we're talking about rumination, a lot of times you'll have it it come into your life in multiple ways. Sleepless nights, intrusive thoughts, triggers, anxieties, frustration, things that you're like, I should be over this because it's been a month, a year, five years. Like, why am I still getting affected by this? When it comes down to it, it comes down to the story that you're telling yourself. You see sometimes people walk into coaching with me and talking and and they come into the table and they're like like now that you've explained triggers like i would realize i have so many triggers and it's like i hate that like i hate the fact that i have so many triggers i'm like it's actually a good thing and they're normally like taken back like what like it's actually a good thing you have so many triggers because that means that there's something underneath that we can work on that we can actually reveal the issues that are underneath that we can help you learn grow heal and change And typically what it comes down to is the story you're telling yourself. It's only two different ways. It's the story about them. Sometimes it's that fantasy. Sometimes it's that like maybe they were this way. Maybe it was this way. Like it could have changed. All this kind of stuff. And then a lot of times it's a story about you. Maybe you think you weren't good enough. Maybe you think you don't matter because of the new supply. Maybe you think that they never cared about you and that bothers you because it affects your worth. But the story you're telling yourself affects the triggers. It affects how you're living your life. It affects the rumination. And so many times people are constantly ruminating and thinking about the fantasy or thinking about beating themselves up about it because they haven't dealt with the triggers. So they're just constantly firing off 24-7. You have to get down underneath to figure out what the story is. The story about them, the story about you, and the truth based on the facts. Because the facts are the only thing that's gonna cut through the fog and start to set you free. And when you base your news story off of the facts, when you base your news story off of truth, that's when the truth combines together and helps get you free. Last thing, just a reminder, you're not crazy, you're not alone, you're not hopeless, reach out for help.